0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
1: Gentle folks, it's the one, the only, Brian Rails. Woo, wee, what a euphoria. Yeah, the Yankees is winning again. 33 runs in two days, folks, and that's ESPN talk. This is uh, Off the Rails Uncensored. We will be joined by a guest in a few minutos. So, in three minutes, folks, or actually four or five, I you know what? I don't like giving away time frames, okay? Tonight, <clears throat> for about an hour, Luan, the, the only the heartthrob jaden roller will be joining off the rails and the sister show of wrestle radio network <clears throat> but we will be doing an NXT recap and all yeah all elite wrestling dynamite review and <clears throat> about the signing of mirror will be discussed later on after jane goes off the air or during so We'll be discussing a lot on tonight's 2-Hour Spectacular. It's been a while since I've had a 2-Hour Show. You know, they say what they say, but, you know, professional wrestling is professional wrestling, and so is professional wrestling podcast. Now, through all that psycho babble, if you will, Moi has been working on getting more peoples and improving upon this show. But enough, enough rambling, there is a new book out ladies and gentlemen, Shawn Michaels Wrestling is My Life, and for those of you who don't pick up audio books, you know, you can do so on Amazon Audible for free or you could do them a favor and buy Shawn's book it's one of the greatest fall time in my opinion, others may have a different opinion of Shawn Michaels, but Cheap plug, I know. For those of you who are gritting your teeth about Sean, I don't care. For any questions regarding Jaden tonight, you can message me directly at Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, on Twitter at Brian Rails, or B-Train 05000, or to Facebook or Book of Face. Wrestle Radio network forward slash facebook.com. Radio's the next best thing, right? I swear. It is, because tonight, I don't think I quite let loose about the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs. I will also be discussing them in their first game, and will I let it go? Yes, because I got some interesting answers that I would like to read you right here on Off the Rails Uncensored. Jaden will be joining us shortly, folks. For those of you that have questions lined up, please refer your messages directly to him. And I know, because most of my roommates are listening, laughing their asses off in the fucking kitchen. But this ain't their show. This is my show, folks. It's been running for four years and counting. I intend to keep this show running. So... I'll be playing audio clips, yes. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have a welcomed guest. He was on WrestleRadio Network before, and also off the rails uncensored. And this is part three, so please welcome to the show the one, the only, one of a kind. No, not RVD. We are referring to the heartthrob. Get it right, Jaden Roller. How you doing? folks experiencing some technical difficulties here in a minute my controls are all askew on my phone gonna slow on to my ipod just one second there we go thank the lord what's up
3: can you guys hear me
1: yes we can all right My phone likes to be like my Yankees Give me a heart attack before the freaking show But, you know (laughs) So How's it going, man? I'm doing great, how are you? Well, you know, just living the dream Just working and Watching people argue on social media
3: (laughs) The usual, right?
1: Yeah, ever since um, You know This whole coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, I kind of, you know, because I don't like discussing political shit on my, on air. I don't like discussing, you know, certain religious views, but I gotta ask, what has been going on with you since, um, since, you know, March 19, since this whole stuff unfolded with you and wrestling? Have you done anything wrestling related since
3: the pandemic began? Yeah, I mean, it's very minimal. Um, right now, kind of the only promotion running around here is World League Wrestling for Harley Race, so I've been doing that. Um, also been going out there and training, like, once a week just to stay fresh. Whoa. Oh, something's going on here.
1: Oh. Oh, no. I lost my guess, but it's okay, folks. We'll try and get him back on as soon as possible. But um, I guess while we're waiting for Jaden to get back on the line, let me see if I can call him back.
2: Let's see here. Dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. Hmm. Well, folks, like I said, tonight on NXT, you saw a tag team chant. Oh, wait. There he is. We'll serve the NXT review for later. Hang up. Can, I have no idea. Sometimes it's the carrier because I'm out in the East Coast, so my phone, yeah. Or sometimes I have no idea, dude, what's going on. I've Maybe the it charger. Before,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It might be my end. I don't know.
1: I I don't know, dude. We have a lot of towers out here in Brooklyn, so I it might be the fact that I'm near a lot of skyscrapers. I have no clue. <laughs>
3: but, yeah, anyways, like I was saying, I'm uh, trying to get out to uh, Harley's just once a week to stay fresh and stuff because um got to stay in shape in case, you know, anything would happen or something. you got to be ready. Um, and there's no... No way of training unless you actually Get in the ring and do it So there's no you can run as much as you want And lift as much As you want but it still doesn't Get you the in ring cardio like In ring cardio does
1: <laughs> Well, you know what I gotta tell you I think I told you this last time I believe you know not just when this Stuff is over but You have a, a certain Look to you if you would And I don't know why NXT,
2: Ring of Honor,
1: because your character is like, it's so over whether, you know, people's like, have asked me on on Instagram recently, like, he looks, you know, if you put, if uh, Tyler Breeze and Rick the Model Martell had a love child, (laughs) gimmick-wise, it would
3: be,
1: it would be Jaden. And I was like, yeah, it's, I,
3: wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've done a few um, extra things with WWE, um, but, uh, you know, they you get to run through a couple matches and stuff, which had good feedback and stuff, but um, it's just one of those things where you kind of got to, you got to wait for the right opportunity. So there's many opportunities out there right now, I guess, with. AEW's doors open And, um, and I know wrestling's kind of slow right now But I think it's going to pick up once You know This co- pandemic passes uh, Hopefully anyways But I think the wrestling business should uh, Take off After this
1: Well you ain't lying dude I, I, I miss <coughs> Very severely A little- friends, roommates, and everyone here because out east, we're spoiled. We get wrestling, like, non-stop. Like, so yeah, no the Garden, Barclay Center, you know, Manhattan Center. There's even local independent wrestling like, you know, it's just oh, okay, glo- not glory for wrestling. I'm thinking, let's see here. No, my roommates are just show- go away, shoo, flies oh, wait, I'm on a show, not to be mean, but, like, you guys are going to make me laugh on here.
2: So, like,
1: I <laughs> just love my roommates with the cue card saying, you know, ask, you know, if you would love to be in a dream match. I was like, dude, I already asked him what arena you would love to perform in, and knowing my, like, short-term memory so bad, you know, I was going to ask you, like, since I asked already what dream, you know, arena you would love to be in, but if, the, if I had to pick Let's see, between five opponents for you. Let me see here. We have Jaden Roller with the face, Austin Theory, Tyler Breeze. Uh, let me see if I can pick who else. Orange Cassidy. Um, let me see who else. Four. Who could I pick as four? Oh, Dustin Rhodes. And the fifth opponent, Chris Jericho. Out of those five, who would you lean towards more as far as working with? Hmm.
3: That's tough. Um, I'd like to say all, but I know you don't want that answer. Um, I'd probably say Austin Theory. Maybe. Um, I think we could do some some cool stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, I I would like to do them all. Kind of depends on what stipulation as well, because. For my kind of gimmick and Orange Cassidy's kind of gimmick, I think we could come up with something pretty clever. It's because your
1: gimmick, dude, is like, to
2: oh,
3: me, it.
1: like, I've watched a lot of indie wrestlers, and I'm just like, I don't know everything, but when I see you, I was just like, there's a lot of contrast, there's a lot of um, depth to Jaden's gimmick, if he depends on who he's working. So, to, like, to me, I play in my head, like, okay, like, who would he fit? Because some of my friends are like, he looks like it would be a really cool contrast to see him versus Tyler Breeze. And the call went and dropped again. I hate this area, you Let me, okay, let me just say this. Before Jim gets back online, let me, let me see if I can get him back. Is he on mute? Okay, no. Why did someone I am back
3: if you he can hear Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my God. I apologize, dude, for the technical difficulties going on on my show. Oh, it's all good but, here. But, uh, so, anyways, while I have you on the horn here, my roommate and I was discussing, like, so looking at his, like, uh, pictures and stuff for wrestling. Who do you it was like? Who would we pick for him? And I was like, that's kind of controlling, don't you think? And he's like, well, you know, just what would you? Who? what I said, okay, fine. If I was to pick an opponent for Jaden, I would pick Tyler Breeze because it's it's just like right now Breeze is playing the role of a baby face, and if Jaden comes in, it's like, holy crap! The mirror, the mirror image of Prince Pretty. Before he you know turned good And joined you know Fandango whatever But your contrast mm-hmm. To him would be so amazing in the ring
3: I agree I agree Definitely Okay So
1: I know we You know A lot of people Discuss the differences Between AEW and WWE NXT I've got to hear it from another worker, not just a fanboy or some people who are already set in their opinions, but I got to ask you, who do you think is telling the stories a lot better? Do you think it's NXT or do you think AEW is doing their damnedest, you know, to put out a good story?
3: Honestly, I haven't been watching the current products, um, religiously I catch him here and there um to be honest I'm just kind of um I'm just kind of lost in today's product and I I I like going back and watching old matches like um, and and people that kind of relate to my gimmick as well so I mean a lot of Rick Rude a lot of Kurt Hennig um, I, I like watching those old heels, you know, like Ted DiBiase and Harley Race. Um, I, I don't know now. Nowadays, I guess I kind of see myself more so watching and studying a p- specific wrestler um, from from bell to bell, um, and, and just watching the psychology of the match and, and on all that stuff, but. Um, Anyways, long story short, here um, I, I guess I kind of always lean towards WWE's way of um, putting together a card and all that. Um, AEW's product is kind of uh, it's a lot. It's a lot smaller guys, I think, and um, they do a lot of crazy stuff, um, amazing stuff. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's. I guess I would see myself fitting in more with WWE's wrestling rather than the Cause I mean, I can't cut a backflip or anything crazy. Like some of them do, but, um, but it, but it's still great wrestling nonetheless.
1: That's what I was going to say, because a lot of, you know, a lot of guys are divided
3: because a lot of my, well,
1: some of my friends that I'm associated with are it's funny I have the running joke that if you speak on my show, like the Midas touch for wrestlers, right? Not really. <laughs> Not to claim too much yeah. credit, but let's see. Dusty Gold, uh, Fuego Del Sol, let's see here. Travis Flip Gordon. Not to say because I already talked to Danny Cage from Monster Factor, but the dude's already famous for a lot of reasons. And, yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Brian Tillman Jr. It's just I, I had this running joke, and I think one of my friends was like, don't get too big of a head now. I was like, look, I can make jokes, right? If you end up on my show, it's like the Midas touch for you're on your way. And he goes, what do you mean <laughs> yeah. by that? I said, well, I mean, I said, well, look, dude, I can I just like cracking jokes because now everyone takes – some people take wrestling so seriously. You have to if it's a career – but at the same time, I cracked the joke. I was like, gee, get on my show, and a year later, you'll end up in some, you know, you'll land either a big up, okay, Jake Logan. There's another one at the Performance Center now. And I'm like, really?
2: Oh, is like, you, really? you know what?
1: Yeah. And I, and I just... I want to say thank you, dude, for being on my show. I mean, I am quite opinionated about wrestling, but that, and I even say in the tagline sometimes I'm like, I know I'm not getting – because sometimes as a fan and a former worker, I will tell you some of this shit frustrates the ever-living crap out of me because it's like you want to tell the fan the story, then you better live from the perspective of a fan because, eh, well, not all fans, we don't want to live crazy and ask for – you know crazy shit On messenger you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> But um You know what I mean Cause some people are like will live from a perspective Of fans, like not the wishy washy Ones Ones that mm-hmm. actually could See a story unfolding it's like why don't You feud so and so and they're like But you gotta understand from the promoter So it's like yeah I even Say in the tagline I know I'm not gonna get A job in WWE but here's my mm-hmm. thoughts, and the funniest thing ever. I was like, gee, you, you wait till we have no audience to let Roman Reigns turn heel. Bailey finally turns on Sasha. We were booing the crap out of them in New York, you know, for the simple fact, it's like, we're not stupid. And plus, in the East Coast, we're a lot more hardcore than most fans. And I, I say that with yeah. the most you know, emblematic yes. thing. You make you make it in New York or Boston or Philadelphia. We get rabid fans. But I, I always say jokingly is like, hmm, they were on my show and I wish them the best of luck because this is awesome, dude. I uh I love talking to workers because you guys are the ones giving us the show. And Without a shadow of a doubt, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have anything to bitch about.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but the bitching isn't always the bad thing too, because it keeps people involved, you know. You know, you know. Sometimes I, and like the end of a pay per view or something, and it's just, you know, sometimes it just pisses you off or something, and you. Sometimes I just think back and like, ah, that Vince McMahon is laughing his butt off, just knowing that he upset a bunch of people, yet at the same time they're still going to tune in next week. It's a smart
1: man Vince is, and there's a reason,
3: folks. It's
1: yeah, I bet and about yeah. some of the stuff that he does, like but you watching is like yeah, he. That's the thing, though creative genius of like you're not supposed to know the man behind the curtain, kind of like a Wizard of Oz type syndrome, like you pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. that's basically what Vince is nowadays I mean, yeah gotta have respect for a man that brought us let's see here Hogan, savage, Piper, flair, ultimate warrior. Rick Bottle Martel, just a variety of characters, and people are like, you know, it was cartoony, and this is what brought in the new writing. It's like, look, guys, I don't like discussing the political side of wrestling, because then it loses its luster. For, you know, me, growing up, it was more or less okay. I didn't watch WWF until a friend of mine, you know, when I was a kid, here and there, I'm going to say the most unpopular thing to some people, I didn't care for Hogan. I really didn't. Roddy Piper was more my forte. Jake the Snake. Um, they're like, did you like Ultimate Warrior? Sure. You know, a guy who paints his face and runs around.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> i mean, said some crazy one little kid the microphone.
1: Yes, like three hundred lawnmowers <laughs> will run him over, and three hundred elephants <laughs> will trample him. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, who did you like Same. when you were a kid? I said, well, you know. Naturally, as a kid, as a manager, a wannabe manager, I liked um, guys like DiBiase, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Cornette, Fuji, um, replays of Captain Lou Albano, you know, because you don't know, like, when you grow up, like, I grew up watching ECW, so at a very young age, when you're exposed to stuff, or guys like New Jack and the Dudleys and... Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and all them. I got a different perspective of wrestling, man. When I was a kid and you hear the words, we do not throw chairs in the ring. Oh, my Lord, dude. I I crack up laughing at that moment. Yeah, those
3: WCW days were different, that's for sure. <laughs> um, You want to talk
1: about just the, the Attitude Era before the Attitude Era? Like, I, I, my roommates were like, no, I said, dude, You don't understand what Vince took In 96, 97, 98, 99 We're not going to play The copy and paste game But you know Every promoter does this And no one can deny it They copy and paste the format And if no one's like Hey I remember that That was from this promotion Did anyone say that In in the era when Attitude came? No No (laughs) I mean They're like hey I remember Sandman doing that to Tommy Dreamer last week. You know, he took a kendo stick and beat the ever-living shit out of him. Like, no one's in their right mind going to say that because, you know, they're like, Stone Cold was your different version. He was the ball. I'm like, dude, Austin made it work. And I got to, I mean, I got to ask you this question. So when other people come up and and start jibber-jabbering and and ranting, you know, does it make you? Does it? Do you listen, or you just tune them out and be like, okay, do you want an autograph or do you want a picture?
3: <laughs> no, I, I always listen. I I think it's great to connect with the fans. You know, it's um they're paying their hard-earned money to come and see you, so um, the least I can do is you know give back to them a little bit by speaking to them. Um. But there are other times where kind of like, here, I'll just sign this and get on your way. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So, wow. uh, Geez Louise. I got to ask you this. I think I I may or may not have asked you this question before. When you first started wrestling and you wanted (laughs) to make a name for yourself and You were saying to yourself, man, I can't wait to to start in this business. It's so cool. Like, what was the craziest uh, road story that you, from memory, can remember? Or if it's, you know, too far back and you don't remember, do you have any road stories that you want to – because this is actually a question from my friend Eliza from Louisville, Kentucky. She wants to ask, like, so is this dude, you know, want to ask him what his, like, first Mm – Road memories were like and was he like the yeah man, let's do it type rookie or were you like, Oh shit, I'm nervous, I'm gonna throw up type rookie.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was definitely um well I was I was a listener, you know, I, I like to uh I, I did I did what most rookies should do, and just shut your mouth and listen. Um because in the end you don't really know much, so um until you gain more experience, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I loved going out and uh, going different places as much as I could. But uh, craziest story, I guess, in my beginning years was um, – it's not super crazy, but anyways, I was on a show with Eugene, uh, Nick Dinsmore, and it was up in Minnesota. I wrestled in Minnesota a lot, but uh, he – he decided he didn't want his hotel room, and he was going to drive back to South Dakota that night, so he gave me and my friend, who's also a worker, uh Nick the natural Nelson. I don't know if you know him <clears throat> anyways, he gave us his room key and he said it's not like here in town he's like you're gonna have to drive like twenty miles away to get to it he's like i he's like that's where the promoter put me That's, uh, not my, not my fault. And we're like, Oh, don't worry. Well, it's a free place to stay. Cause at this point we didn't have a hotel or anything. So we were just going to crash at a friend's house or something. Um, Cause we didn't want to drive all the way back to where we had to go. So we take his uh, hotel key and everything and we get to the place. And at this time it was like probably 2 a.m. And show up to the place. It looks like nothing's on. Um, but they are open. There's cars there.
2: <sighs>
3: so we go in. And we ring the bell for service, like it says. And nobody's coming. So <laughs> we start, like, kind of pounding on the doors or something. And, like, nobody was coming out. So after, like, a half hour, um we decided to just bring our stuff inside and sleep in the lobby because it was too it was too cold out. This is in the winter in Minnesota, you know. Couldn't stay out in my car. Mm-hmm. So
2: <laughs>
3: so we ended up like sleeping in the lobby um and then we got woke up like 2 hours later or something some the the guy comes in and like what are you guys doing here? starts like kind of yelling and we're like we're waiting to get in. We have a key. But well, we can't get in because you guys wouldn't answer the door. And he's like, oh, sorry, we fell asleep. <laughs> it was just kind of a crazy, crazy story.
1: Well, that sounds like the beginning of a horror film.
3: Right, I know.
1: <laughs> could have went wrong. It could have went real south, man. Especially if you're a worker, you know, a room is a room. But, you know... The rule is, folks, and this, you know, if you find a hotel, don't get one, you know, that looks like death because you don't know what crazy people are out there. They could be fans. They could be people who just look at you wrong and and just like I'm just speaking from experience because I I used to travel with a uh, a friend of mine who always gets mentioned whether he wants to or not and is probably gonna laugh his ass off. Kurt Gannon, how are you doing?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> I know Kurt well.
1: Good guy. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a definitely good guy. And I remember <laughs> telling him I was like, dude, we you know, we were in Tennessee and it's not it's not a horror story, folks. This is just a hotel story because of hotel story. And I remember getting so tired, I even remember flying from New York, driving from there. To the actual event, not New York, but Kansas City, flying into Kansas City, driving eight hours to Tennessee. Almost ran into a highway sign, folks. Never ever do that, okay? If you feel tired, pull to the sign. Anyways, <laughs> I get to the thing and Kurt's like, Hey, how you doing man, what's up? That's all I remember and plop. He's like, Dude, we gotta wake up. Oh, okay. And then to the event and and uh Not yeah, Nashville. No, not Nashville. Memphis. That was the first time, and I was like, "Holy hell!" I live, breathe, you know. I feel like a manager slash agent with him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now sometimes, folks, you know, I miss Jaden. I actually miss traveling. They're like, "Why can't you travel now?" I said, "Because Laguardia looks like a freaking ghost town, and it's creepy." Not just that, but, well work, I'm off weekends, but, you know, seriously, I have, I have wondering, you know, since you said they were doing shows, how many, how many audience members are actually loud at shows now?
3: Um, around here, I mean, the couple ones we had, we had about a hundred, um, okay. one, one of them was outside but um, the other one we held in the Harley Race arena. And it, I mean, we had people spaced out a little more, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It just sucks. I'm, I'm ready for things to get back to normal and get back to traveling and, and wrestling. It's, uh, it's a crazy time in the world it's, right now. Yeah. It's a great thing that uh football's back on and stuff. I'm, I'm thrilled to have something to do on Sundays now. And something to get mad at, especially in my fantasy football team. <laughs> oh, well, who's your team? I uh, pretty much cheer for all Minnesota teams, so unfortunately, it's the Vikings. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah, our teams, yes. Uh, at least you didn't say Chiefs. Thank the Lord.
2: Oh, thank
1: <laughs> God. What team do you? Oh, boy, I man. okay. Oh, I don't cheer for the Jets, Giants, or Bills. My roommates give me shit. Um, ever since I was two years old, it's always been about the silver and black. So for me, it's the new uh, Vegas Raiders. And they okay. asked me what they moved to. Yeah, and they asked why, and I said, "Look, you ever you ever have a team full of outcasts? Nobody wants, nobody needs." Everybody wants to dog them out, you know, and I'm going to drag wrestling into this. They are exactly the equivalent of when Shawn Michaels was told back in the 90s, oh, no, you're you're too small. You're never going to win championships.
3: Right. Absolutely. So,
1: case in point, the Raiders are the most underrated team in the AFC West because and this is my theory, because everybody favors Patrick Mahomes. There's no denying he's a great quarterback. You know, he did win a Super Bowl last year, but, you know, looky what happened when the Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Snap your fingers, pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I crack the joke at him all the time. It's like, you guys really want to run your mouth about having 17,000 people. Sorry, folks, I'm going to a miniature rant here on air. I apologize. But <laughs> to me, dude, I gotta ask you this question, non-wrestling related. If they had the ability to have 17,000 people at their stating, don't you think it'd be fair to let everyone else have 17 grand in attendance? Yeah, that that makes no sense. Sure, you know, whatever reason, the commissioner's like, well, it's just by the owner's discretion. And I'm thinking, dude, you know what? If what they did on Thursday night, and this also gets skewed, and I kn- Booing. The players locking arms is one thing, and people are like, oh, it was a misunderstanding from the media. No, it really wasn't. To me, if you no. can. Even the mayor. Oh, there was a smattering of booze. Oh, my head hurts every time my roommate shows me that this clip on, on my Facebook, and I go. Not just Facebook, folks. But on the news, it was national attention. But aside from all the football talk, so let's just play out the scenario. When wrestling gets back to normal, I
2: believe
1: that fandom will just – it's already increased you know, in numbers, both WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, everywhere. But do you think the independents will also get a surge in fandom? Also,
3: I think so. I, I really do. I think people will want to just get out and um, enjoy themselves for a night, you know. Um, and and from this, I think a lot of independent companies are going to go more towards more towards TV tapings and um, just, just make sure they're getting the footage so they can put it out on the internet because, you know, if God forbid, if something like this happens again, um, you know, they're kind of prepared. So, uh, I mean, personally, I think TV tapings is kind of the way to go right now. Um, being you can't have much in a thing, but I mean, for your small indie company and you can get a TV deal, no matter if, you know, if your show runs at 5 AM or something, you know, people have DVR now they can record it. So I think it's a really wise idea for, for people to start doing that.
0: And, and you know, companies
3: like YouTube and all that are surging right now.
1: I think so too, too because to be quite honest with you, it was rough, you know, watching a wrestling show with no crowd because I kept saying to myself, like, as a fan and as a former person that's been on the other side of the curtain, too, it's hard when you're healed to get heat on the microphone. You know, like, when you're doing a promo and you're, like, trying to make an emphasis on the point towards your opponent, sure, you got to uh, build them up first and then tear them down, but when you're getting to the tearing down portion... Like, and Zelina Vega, who's an excellent mic, I believe. She reminds me of a modern-day sensational Sherry. Like, when she would get on the mic, and I'm like, oh, poor baby girl, or like poor girl, because like, there'd be a point when she'd stop, and it's just like, I don't hear any booze. This is so freaking frackin' weird, you know, like when you're know, also in the sequence of the match when you got a guy down on the mat and the heel's trying to get booze and it's just like, it's not the same. And I'm so glad. It's really that, you know, not. Like, yeah, it's really not. It's hard. It's like, uh, man, what do you do if you're a manager? Do you even go out to the ring anymore? I mean, I guess as a performer, you gotta put, in, this is just from my perspective. Like, I need to get your perspective as well as a performer, when you go out there with less of a crowd, are you still in that mindset? Okay. Well, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to entertain whether people react or not. Like, how do you get, how do you mentally game plan for a match with less of a crowd?
3: It's, it's really hard. Um, I mean, it's kind of like doing a practice match almost, um, which are which are very hard, don't get me wrong, because you just don't have the emotions to feed off of. Um that that live crowd is so crucial and I think every wrestling uh worker and fan like understand it right now, like how much the fans mean to the business. But um as far as just working the match in general, um, I, it's yeah, it's tough to to know those different moments too, and know when you need to go into like a fifth gear, or or something because those things are kind of just things in a match that you base off the crowd, you know, if they're you know and they're when they're down, you got to bring them back up, you know, and stuff like that. It's just. It's hard to to go in the flow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's different and I hope it changes. Yeah, I I miss
1: like seriously um some of my roommates after like so like dude, you have no idea what this does for like the referees too because they're like the minute you hear the insta boos when the heel does something dirty when the referee's back is turned like a distraction spot a lot harder too. Because you still got to play it up to the crowd, no matter what level you're on, like WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA, AW, whatever, whatever you're at, you just like you said, you still have to like kick it, Keep in mind, man, this is like the hardest part because I'm answering a question actually on top of you know talking to Jaden. You know, <laughs> and I'm multiverse, mm-hmm. multitask ability, right? So like it's. <laughs> yeah. As a manager, yo, okay, to answer your question, dude, as a manager, like, if I was managing Jaden or Luke Roberts, or not Luke Roberts, but Luke Langley, okay, or if I was managing Kurt or, uh, you know, whomever I was managing and they were the heel and I was supposed to get up on the apron and, you know, distract the other worker, you know, people are instantly going to mm-hmm. boo my ass, and that's what I fucking love about this shit. I could get on the apron and be the biggest asshole there ever was because the he, the baby face is about to get the victory. Oh no, not on my watch.
2: <laughs>
1: yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? 'Cause if if Jaden's about to lose his you know title, I'm not about to let my clientele lose a championship belt. Are you kidding me, dude? What kind right. of questions are these? Come on, man. <laughs> He's like, So uh, what if he what if you had a title on the line? How would you distract? And I was like, uh There's a variety of ways, man. It's all planned out by the work. I let the workers (laughs) plan it because it's about them. It's never about me, ever.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: If it's about the manager, boy,
3: you plan it wrong. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say another thing, too, about um, no live crowd is you don't, at least me personally, you don't get, like, the emotional high after your match. You know, it's just it's just not the same. Like usually, you're, you know, you get done with your match, your adrenaline. I mean, your adrenaline's still high because you just did a, a highly, athletic contest out there, but, you just don't get that emotional high. It's hard to explain. Um, you know, people that play sports or something can maybe relate a little bit, but, um, it's it's just not the same feeling once you walk back through the curtain. As when there's a live fans, it's different.
1: It's a lot more like, folks. You get like, okay, to explain that a little. Just like from James' perspective, like if you go out um, in a match and you plan, you, like you plan it, all right, And you really looking forward to it because, like, oh man, we got a big crowd coming in Eldon, Missouri, or Sedalia, and they're really looking forward it. Man, I'm so much heat. It's gonna be great. Watch me just say these these fools are gonna get so upset when I get on the mic, when I say that these like pretentious rednecks or something like that, you know, to say one thing about their lifestyle, folks in the Midwest, and boy, it's gonna have them like white on rice or
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: the last <laughs> the last call for a fucking bar call or whatever, like last drink, you know, last you know last time to get a drink. At a football game It's so important To get your shit Across In you know, some ways Yes some ways No But now It's like Oh man If I do this I'm gonna hear Like oh
3: I guess we're here At a wrestling show
1: Like come on man It's so Like I would What I would give To break My routine From getting up At 430 in the morning Okay Getting on the B100 bus Going straight To the queue And going straight To a warehouse you have no fucking clue. I would love to see Kurt, Jaden, Luke, all of them. It don't matter who. And they're like, well, don't you? I was like, look, dudes, I miss these guys because their performance is what makes me smile and go, okay, I kind of, I kind of get what they're trying to do. I was like, oh man, this had me guessing, you because know, it's weird. Like, what if Jaden becomes a babyface, which is like, you know, Vince McMahon's theme song, no chance in hell.
2: <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Because <laughs> I mean Just the way the gimmick is for him It's just like I don't mind seeing gimmicks I don't mind seeing workers You know do excellent promos I don't care I want to get out of Brooklyn and see these guys again You
3: have no fucking clue Well I can imagine and like, where, where you're at I think it's a little uh, Obviously it was very bad to start the pandemic I mean New York was pretty crazy but how how are things there now? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like I said,
1: there's like protests like three hours north or like of me like in Philadelphia, and there's protests in New York. There's people just you know, there's a lot of divide, but there's also a lot of hope. So to describe this, as crazy as this goes, and I've told this on another podcast, which I'm gonna probably yeah I'll probably message you the link later to describe what you know. It was, because a guy asked me, how are things? And I said, I saw something that probably will put most in therapy. Like, um, I saw a gentleman jump off a building on an apartment building, and we did not oh, have any no. buildings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I I, I want to say it was crazy when it first started. People, you know, reverted to drinking. It was funny to see quarantine New York beer and chugs or whatever, But then after the umpteen time, someone's like, I'm going to chug a beer on Facebook. Like, good for you, fucker. I don't care. We're going through a fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. I guess the sense of humor was people drinking and smoking weed. Right. I mean, other than that, dude, right now, right now people are like, we're going to vote, you know, and we're going to make this right. I was like, I'm going to steal a line from Missouri State motto. I'll believe it when I see it because
2: (laughs) –
1: you know you know what I mean? People always talk, but they never do. So in New York, there's a lot of preaching on the trains, praying, you know, just, just the normal New York performances. There's a lot of, you know, and I, I find solace in this because you kind of, I'm sorry, you opened the floodgates to moi. I um, <laughs> I, I find there's one gentleman in particular in one particular station. Um, it's near Barclay Center, which is where my stop, Sometimes goes And then sometimes I ask for a ride home Because the bus takes for fucking ever Some days No offense I love you guys from the mm-hmm. B100 You know if it wasn't for you I wouldn't have a job right now But There's one gentleman in particular that sits In the long not
2: Okay
1: He sits in the station It's right across the street from Barclay Center And he plays his guitar and It's just Sometimes music is very much a therapy. It kind of... I always listen for people who sing and not the people who dance because that shit, no offense. What you guys see on the train, I see regularly. So, like, for me, this gentleman is, like, a good therapy. I was like, dude, why haven't you got... And I asked him, just like I asked you. I was like, why haven't you gotten signed yet?
2: Because he has a beautiful
1: Mm -hmm. voice. Just like you have a beautiful gimmick, man, that is... I swear to God, if I any more lucky dudes who get signed from my show, Jake Logan, Brian Pillman, well Pillman Jr. because of Daddy's name, also because of talent. And there's no taking away from him. It's not. Yeah, just man. Brian's i awesome. Brian met
3: good him a dude. couple times. He's a, he's a good guy and he's a great worker. I think he's gonna get signed with uh, AEW though, huh?
1: See. <laughs>
2: And they're like,
3: it has nothing to do with you. And I said, I know. It's called
1: a sense of humor. Try it sometime.
2: <laughs> you, know?
1: you know what I mean? Because I can't take credit. If you do get signed to NXT, my friend, I definitely want to tweet and be like, hey, Tyler Breeze, you found your twin.
3: Yeah, Have a match. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I think the, the only thing I want to ask you is like, i have gonna ask you this question because I've asked. I may have asked you this before, but out of the entire people in wrestling, when they pick up a microphone and you go, "Man, I could listen to him talk, or I could listen to her talk all day and all night long," because whatever they say, I'm just drawn to them. And I'm gonna list off names here that okay, near and dear. Uh, let's see, to my heart. Let's see. I'm gonna list off managers first and wrestlers. Uh, Cornette. Keenan, Classy Freddie Blassie, I have lack thereof, I just listed him. Um, okay, Chris Jericho, The Rock, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. Who else was a good? Okay, Kevin Nash, Bret Hart, uh, da, 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 Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. Mm, I'm trying to think, okay, who's a good talker? Um, okay, Gargano, Ciampa. Out of all those, oh, Velveteen Dream. That's another one. You know what? That's another dude that would be an interesting match between you and he.
3: I, I just thought, oh, because like I was discussing that. with my yeah. roommate. I was like, oh, it, it, my WWE Lord. And offered so me that, that gimmick. Like, if they put it on the table, it would be like, like, this is what they we want you to do. <laughs> I would I would have snagged that in a heartbeat, yeah. Because I was like, yo, <laughs> check this out.
1: You got Velveteen and you have Jaden Roller. Imagine that match in the ring. They're like, we haven't even seen this dude wrestle. I said, oh, I have. He's gold, dude. He works his gimmick like nobody's <laughs> business. And I want to tell you, I was like, for someone that homes their craft before before you answer the question, I just want to point out, dude. We, I appreciate what you do in ring because it's like, this dude actually gets it. Like he really, if he wants to antagonize the crowd, he. You know, you really do, you know, the dirty heel shit, you know, and and to a T, you work it like a true worker, man. You're just really good at your stuff.
3: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, I, I always try to improve. That's my, that's my main, main goal. Every time I step into the ring is I want to be better than the last time. Yeah, that's like spoken like a true
1: perfectionist you are. I told my friends, I was like, he's a perfectionist. He is. He's. He really wants like, oh, man, I don't think I did that great, when, in fact, you did, you know, a good job, and not just a good job, but um, not to sound like a kiss-ass here. I know it's because you're <laughs> so kissing his ass right now. That's what they're saying on my Instagram. But uh know for real. Out of all the people that I just listed, so if you had to sit and actually study someone for, like, a promo, like, session, like, one-on-one with other workers and tell the young people starting out, like, Who would you suggest to them to model their promo? Like their, I mean, everyone has to come up with their own style. But you're like, if you had to suggest, like, sit down and watch these promos and tell them the reasons why. If you had to pick one person,
3: who would you suggest to them, and why? Oh man, that that is really tough. I three names came to mind: Uh, The Rock, Dusty Rhodes, and Jake the Snake. Um yeah. The Dusty's was just so over the top, you know. The Rock's was just a mixture of hilarious and genius and <laughs> I don't know, and and Jake's were so real, you know. So, three kind of different ones, but if I mean if I had to pick, I would probably say the Rock just cuz I don't I don't know. I think he's he is the most entertaining man in Wrestling and 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 you can he can bank on that from what he's doing now. You know he's in Hollywood making millions. But that's um, a good assessment. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would probably send him those three directions, um, depending on what type of gimmick they are after. Um, I know I always always trying to find people to watch um, to study um <clears throat> sorry study promos for for my gimmick you know and um I was somebody referred me to Dusty Rhodes you mean because I I watch his wrestling and stuff but you know I never really studied much of his promos but um watching his have kind of really turned my tables a little bit and got me thinking kind of his direction a little and how he does things and how he says things um yeah, yeah it's promos are are a big part of the, the the business and a lot of people forget that and also one of the hardest parts of the business i i think personally cuz it's um something that's a little harder for me i think than i think in ring comes a little easier for me than promos sometimes i think a little too much but um like i said always always looking to improve so
1: You know that's that's um, great, and it's a good attitude, folks, to have in wrestling. Because a fan, like I said, a fan can any any fan can tell, like how genuine someone is or genuine. Sorry, but <laughs> uh, like okay. So aside from the uh, questionnaire shit, sorry, part of my New York French, um, but this this program, folks, does have expletives. Yeah, Including my swearing at the beginning So if you are offended (laughs) Sorry not sorry It's just you know Anyways um, so I gotta ask you Have you ever sat down and watched a series Called Dark Side of the Ring Yes I have Um, How many
3: seasons have you watched So I haven't seen Too many I don't know what um, Exactly the seasons are I've seen the Road Warriors, Owen Hart and New Jack, I think. Yeah. Oh, New Jack. Speaking of
1: um, Dark Side of the Ring, folks, and if you haven't watched it, it is available on Hulu, so you can you know it's six ninety nine with commercials, it's eleven ninety nine without. Cheap plug, I know. But speaking of New Jack, dude, one of the most intriguing Things that was ever said by that man was like, so if someone were to make a movie of you, what would it be of, and you know, how would you want yourself portrayed or remembered? This dude is nuts. He said I'd be in a wheelchair snorting, you know, whatever, snorting angel cocaine, and and sipping a Mai Tai. I was like, are you kidding me? You'd rather be in a wheelchair snorting drugs after all the shit you did?
3: Yeah, he's legit. Legitimately insane. There's, there's no question about that. I don't know how many workers that would
1: get upset because yeah, dude wouldn't sell. It'd be a conversation in the back. But the dude, not to give it away, so I expect some of you are like, I already know this shit. Well, there's another episode that I'd like to drag out of the woodwork because I've watched it like a zillion times now. I don't know why. My roommates are like, you just like watching it I said yeah because there's one line that cracks me the hell up um, there's a wrestler by the name of Victoria Otis or Princess Victoria back in the 80s and uh, she she was one of the trainees of the fabulous Moolah um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: she said something where Moolah said along the lines the nicer you are to him better payday you'll get we're not going to leave it at that folks but the line that she said dude that cracked me up the most was like I got to the airport and you think this guy got hit by the ugly stick well it looked like I got to the airport and saw this guy for the first time face to face and it looked like the whole damn forest had beat this guy up I was like oh he <laughs> didn't just hit with the ugly stick You would got beat with the whole entire forest oh man Great, great story, guys. Um, I don't want to keep Jaden too long, because I told him 45 minutes to an hour, he's going to be like, what the hell is this
2: dude keeping me on
1: for so long? Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, guys, Dark Side of the Ring, like Road uh, Road Warrior's own heart, that's season two. I believe, yeah, season two. Because season one's got Macho Man. It's got uh, the mysterious death of Adrian Adonis. Which I had no clue he died like that, had no idea he was associated with the mob.
3: So it was very interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, I'm going to have to watch that, dude.
1: So is it on. there like. It, it, it's it, on Hulu? It's so, like, if you have Hulu, dude, suggest you watch, like, the. Like, there's six episodes and they're, like, 45 minutes long, and it's so. The Pacho Man's was uh, interesting because they're like, oh, that's the first lady and first man in WWE. I was like, yeah, because I talk sometimes like Randy just for fun. (laughs) And, uh, dude, you know, it's so sad, though, the story of Miss Elizabeth and they're like, why? And I said, those who haven't read her backstory, please do. And two, like, some of the shit that, uh, Fabulous Mula did with Sweet Georgia Brown. Take into account with what you will, but stories are stories. You have to. It's all about perception. That's all I'm going to tell you about Dark Side of the Ring. It's kind of funny because Wendy Richter's on there as well, and all the women that had wrestled or trained under Mula. And that's a big name, folks, because without her, female wrestling would cease to exist.
3: Absolutely true. I mean,
1: Mula was kind of like Jim Cornette's. I love Corny. Oh, dude. Cornette's lines about the brawl for all is the most hilarious one. He's like, I wish I could have just strangled him
3: until his britches were full and his eyes popped out. (laughs) Cornette doesn't care about anything or anybody. I love it.
1: Well, you know, I think it's great when Cornette gets on there and he he spoke about Owen, you know, because Cornette, despite people – Disagreeing with his Perceptions of the wrestling world like You know Chris Jericho even jokes About and says man I don't know what I did to Jim Back in the day but I must really irritate him You know it's like get off my lawn <laughs> You know mm-hmm. But uh, to wrap this up Because I realize that I've spoken Way too, you know, too much <laughs> and How can fans reach you through your social Media handles if you haven't had any listened to Episodes with Jaden he's going to Tell you what you know? What Instagram is, Twitter, uh, Facebook is. So, if you want to plug those, Jaden, go on ahead.
3: Yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at the heartthrob, T H E E, heartthrob. On Facebook, you can find me at heartthrob Jaden, and that is my social media right there. I do not have a Twitter, never have. I I was Um, all good, but it's just another thing I gotta manage.
1: (laughs) True, and it is time consuming. Like I barely use mine. The only, this may sound bad, folks, but Twitter—that's more of a debate line for political shit. They're like, "Well, no, people do this." I'm like, "No, dude, it's all about popularity. And if you know people, and if you know how to maneuver the game, right on Twitter." But um, so Jaden. Tell me, my man, before you leave, two things. um, Upcoming show you want to plug and where people can find your merchandise at.
3: Yeah, so October 3rd, Harley Race uh, Wrestling Arena. We're having, uh, it's called WLW Strong. Um, Starts at 7 o'clock out in Troy, Missouri. It's going to be a good time. Um, it's It's the second show back in the arena since the pandemic. Um, the first time we had a good turnout, so we're looking forward to this one. Um, you can find my merchandise. You can get some of my t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com, um, and that's at, you can search the Heart heartthrob on there. Uh, that's all the oh. merch I have out right now that's online, so when I'm at shows, I'm always I'm always stocked with some pigtails. I got sunglasses, t-shirts, some fans, uh, and anything else I might have. You'll find. All right,
1: folks, you heard from the heart-throb Jaden Lee here first. Any shout-outs to like uh, fellow workers, family members, friends might be, you know. well, they probably don't want to listen to my jibba-jabba. They're probably going to mute me and then be like, hey, where's your part? You know, like, any shout-outs,
3: dude? Oh, yeah. um, Man, all the... All my guys that At World League Wrestling, it'd be nice to uh, have you come down here and meet some of the boys and check out a show. Sounds good, man.
1: Um, well... Thank you for coming on my show. You know, it's hard to... Actually, no, it's not that hard to find guests. It's just... Thank you for being on my show. That's my blathering. I got to let you... Skedaddle. But thank you once again, dude, for showing up on Off the Rails on Sunday.
3: Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And um, until we talk again on here, buddy... Oh, we will. Trust. (laughs) I'm down, yeah? Just let me know. All right, but Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. All right,
1: take care. That was Jaden Roller. That was Jaden Roller. So we'd like to thank him for being on the show Off the Rails Uncensored. And uh, we will air this show free. It's downloadable on iTunes. Yes, it will be available on Spotify for those subscribers to Wrestle Radio Network. The sister show Off the Rails Uncensored will be getting its own logo. And wonderful thing. Thank you, Jayden, so much for being on my show, man. Thank you. All right. So, tonight, ladies and gents, past the first leg of the show, we, and off the rails and sense if we have the best technical difficulties then. <laughs> um. So, I'd like to play a little audio clip from Chris Jericho's show Saturday Night Special. But I think it's worth the audio listen, if you will. I was browsing Facebook and I heard him say some very positive things about the newly acquired Signee Miro, formerly known as Rusev. That'd be the longest fucking gimmick name ever, but as far as I'm concerned, I thought it was a very positive thing that Jericho even said about certain WWE superstars like Drake Mavericks, Joe. Vince McMahon, even he even texts Vince McMahon. So, you know, there's a peaceful, somewhat semblance of a peaceful relationship between Chris Jericho and former WWE cohorts, right? Aside from the uh, gossip gossip, schoolgirl shit, you know, uh, Jeff Cobb finally signed a New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we're going to talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. But first, we're going to mention AEW Dynamite. And then NXT. So, i got to read some of the shows. So, it's just like, hmm, AEW Wrestling Dark and Dark Results. I don't
2: know what the actual website did.
1: Oh, September 15th. So, those are Dark Results. I want to read Dynamite Results. AEW All-Event Wrestling Results, brought to you by Crazy Incorporated. Yes, of course. September 9th, all out. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. I guess I'll read dark. Okay. Right, Dynamite was on the 9th, Jeez, who is this? So, what do we got? Chris is team with Jake about a Joey Janella and Sonny Kiss, and the Notice Qualification Tag Match: Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers and another tag team bout. Nyla Rose takes on Shay Conchi. Orange Cassidy goes one-on-one with Angelico. So this is last week. I'm gonna read Dark because there's so much, you know, there's so much to read from AEW, right? So I gotta split this up as best I can. So Daly's place in Jacksonville, Florida. Who's probably handsome? No, I don't care. So the first match was Brandy Rhodes with Dustin Rhodes versus 06 Red Velvet. Interesting. That's an interesting pairing. So this is a mixed tag match, I believe. Velvet with a leg lariat for two count. Who wins this match? Brandy Rhodes wins via submission. So Rhodes makes Velvet tap to the naked choke. See here who's the match who's the match the Butcher and the Blade with Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood hey I wouldn't say hey he's just a passerby I friended him on Facebook sound like a total mark by saying it but it's pretty cool I don't know you but congratulations dude so I'm guessing the Butcher and then one yep Butcher and the Blade Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian versus O5 and Danny Jordan. What is what the O hyphens do? So. Okay, who wins this match? So it looks like Penelope Ford won the pinfall. So there's another mixed tag match. Okay. Brian Cage versus Megabyte Ronnie. Okay. Essing Brian Cage, yeah. The drill claw to take up the victory. Some of the words of Powerball <laughs> Santina and Ortiz versus Brian Pillman and Jr. and Cliff Garrison. Another familiar face, Cliff Garrison, that is. All these guys are getting opportunities, dude, and I'm failing to. You know, never mind, it's not about Santana and Ortiz won pinfall because let's see here. Philman goes for a delayed vertical suplex, but Ortiz lands back on his feet. This is actually pretty interesting. Will Hobbs van okay? So Will Hobbs, how many matches are there? Will Hobbs versus Jesse Sorensen. Oh, is this is a tournament type thing because I'm seeing a lot of hyphens. No wonder. Sorry folks, I sound like an idiot. Who's the hyphens? They had the weirdest gimmick name ever. Seventh match was Diamante. And Eveleese versus Skyler Moore. What is what is these mixed tag? Is this a mixed tag mixed tag tournament or something? So Evilise and Dynamite win eight man or eight match. Uh, Colt Cabana with the Dark Order versus QT Marshall with Alfie. Okay. So I'm guessing Dark Order. Oh, Colt Cabana. Wow. Discus lariat. Okay. Is there any main event to this? Because, dear Lord, this goes on forever. Not to be mean, oh, okay, Billy Gunn is actually wrestling. The dude can actually still work, so the Dark Order one way have all. William Regal announced the first ever NXT Eliminate Gunners. So next on the list, NXT. I mean, I don't know, folks, if you ask me. I believe AEW is doing a fine job. It's just, my God, it's a lot of matches for dark matches. Um, and we're gonna, with that note, we're going to transition into NXT results tonight. I know that Rizongo retained the NXT Tag Team Championships. I know that Candice LeRae did a promo in between that. So <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart, wow. I think Shotzi Blackheart, that... That signing was gold for the women's division, and I'll tell you about that later, okay? So you have, yeah, you Timothy Thatcher versus Damian Priest for the North American Championship, non-title match. Shotzi Blackheart versus Eo Shirai, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. That should have been an even match. So, so Eo Shirai, she. Wait, 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 because it's complaining. This is the Leacher Report. It says Black Harbor Shirai is the most interesting match, if only because the former built quite a momentum of her herself in a recent month and could easily defeat Shirai for the NXT Championship at some point in the near future and not look out of place as the champion. If she does not win tonight, NXT officials threaten her most. Uh, this is the preview. Okay. Let me just read the results. Because I already know I read one. So, time to read the others, folks.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh,
1: I need the results. Where are the results? I don't know. I don't know. Here we are. Okay. Okay, so the opening show, Finn Balor beating Adam Cole. And Shotzi Blackheart uh, versus NXT Women's Champion. This is a non-title match. So, who won? So, Io Shirai picked up the victory. Oh, the Moon Soul. Okay. They shook hands. Dang. okay, cool. Number one, okay, so... NXT women's Championship number one contender, Battle Royal. take next week, Plays next week. Rhea Ripley, Tegan Dock, Shotzi Blackheart, Raquel Gonzalez, Caden Carter, Zile, Casey Cavanzaro, Indy Hartwell, Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae. Wow, the entire women's locker room. That's cool. Desmond Troy versus Tommaso Ciampa. Wow. Tommaso Ciampa. It's Willow's Bell for the win. That's a move I haven't seen in forever. Let's see. What else? Jake Atlas wants to fight next week. Interesting. Should have shown of Jake Maverick arriving earlier, killing Dane. Doesn't want to team with Maverick against the under era. Okay. And then Finn Balor does promo, then Austin Theory lost to Kushida. I saw that part. Kushida hit the submission maneuver. Uh let's see here, Tag Team Championships, All that match as well. I had to prep for my show.
0: Let's see what else. Let's see
1: what else. Uh, this was it was a lengthy match, so the tag team title match. So Jesse Camilla and Thia Lee versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. So they are thank you. They are starting a tag team division stuff with the women in NXT. And these women, you know, were in the Mayon Classic. They're very, very talented. So who won the match? Good Lord. Who won the match? Oh. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I'm not surprised. So, commercial break. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Tingy Noxie wants to get her friend back, but it didn't happen. The Undisputed Era. Robert Strong and Bobby Fish versus Drake Maverick. So, we're at the main event. Yay. Nico um, His- Asif is going to allow us to have him. agrees to go out there. So Killian Dane, They won by disqualification. Okay, so because of a steel chair. Now, Angel Fishes. I know you hate being called that. Now, my dear children, my dear snowflakes, my children of the corn, I think comparing and contrasting NXT Dark uh, to, actually, AEW Dark versus NXT Live. Is it fair? Is it not? I will pause ten seconds for station identification right here on Off the Rails Uncensored. Engine, <clears throat> I told you I was going to discuss with you a certain someone that has been my favorite and WWE has been my favorite in AEW though I do they're like you clown a lot in AEW. Look it's very cool what he says. Chris Jericho says about the signing of Miro And the reason why I'm going to play you this audio is simply because, well, it's that portion in the show, folks, yours truly for the next, I won't even take the full two hours, but those of you who have small children, the following content features a lot of expletives and inappropriate language not suitable for minors. For those of you who do not have a strong stomach or can't even begin to fathom the usage of curse words, I suggest that you either put earplugs on or get the fuck off and listen to something else. Anyways, this is the portion in the show where my narrative becomes more than expletive. It becomes informative in some viewpoints and some opinions. So... Monkeys in the truck.
2: Hit my music. Ooh yeah. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The controversiality.
1: folks sometimes it takes a little prying for me actually no takes a little prying for me to open up my viewpoints and opinions um you know chris jericho has been one of those dudes i really don't have to do that with and by prying my viewpoints open meaning give aew a chance i have and sometimes is Difficult to watch, but Chris Jericho Is the only thing, you know, keeping it turning Aside from Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes And Moxley and Hangman Page And a whole bunch of other Dudes in, in wrestling boots See, I For the life of me It's hard not to watch professional wrestling now. it's the only form Of therapy I have aside from sports Which by the way, Gulf Yankees And that's all I'm going to say, so By the way, if you want the scores, don't you go, like, you don't have to,
2: right? Jeez Louise.
1: What happened? Well, yeah, I know the score was 13 to 2. My roommates are such jokesters trying to give me a heart attack. Yeah, it is cold history, I tell you. It's, Jeez <laughs> louise, that's 33 runs in two nights. Not that you guys care. Anyways, um, long story short, it takes a minute for me to get acclimated to a different wrestling group. Didn't take that long when I watched ECW growing up. It didn't take that long when I watched WWF slash now, then now forever will F forever be known as WWE so why do I watch both AEW why and WWE why do I take interest in Impact because look at who's working there some familiar names that you know could have been
3: huge at
1: WWE but They found another opportunity, and I'm talking about the Good Brothers. Speaking of finding opportunities, sometimes in your career in professional wrestling, you need to be reborn. You need to have that moment where you're like, I can start over again, and I, I, the worker, can have a fresh new start. So Miro... You know he thought I thought that he was gonna be out of professional wrestling to be honest, if I'm being honest with you folks, I thought that this dude who literally on his Instagram and his Twitter and you know every other fan site that you can think of was not really that keen on returning to professional wrestling, and then all of a sudden, somebody picked him up, and voila. You had Chris Jericho write some of his stuff. And Jericho even said, well, I'll let you hear for yourself, folks, because I got it queued up. This is on his podcast Saturday night Uh, I do not own the copyright to this podcast audio. All rights reserved to Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. All right, folks. Here we go.
0: Um, let's see what we got going on over here. Okay. Oh, uh, well, this is a good one. Vamos What are your thoughts on Miro's debut? I think it's great to have him. Um, we had discussed uh, having Miro come in a few months earlier when he was released. And my, my only thing all of us were thinking, we just have to think of a spot for him. Um, we need to, to to find a place where you're not just going to bring him in to have him hanging around. You don't want that. And I think it's perfect, the, the best man thing. Cause it's also a—it's not just a, a one-shot deal. It's a gimmick. He's the best man. He's the best man at everything. It always almost be like a Mr. Perfect thing. So Amiro's uh, Miro, always been a great guy. Uh, he's a very funny guy, which a lot of people might not know. And I think it's cool to have him with us. And also, um, I'm glad that he came in and that he kind of gave his mission statement mentioned just kind of indirectly WWE, you know, glass ceiling and brass ring and take the brass ring and shove it up your ass. That was my, my line. He couldn't believe he'd be allowed to say it. He's like, really? Can I say it? I'm like, yeah, hey, you can say whatever you want here. No problems here, baby. Um, and then we, we leave it there. We don't go back. And this is not a place that's constantly bashing anybody else. I mean, obviously when you come from another company, when you come from WWE, you have to acknowledge the fact that you came from there. You know what I mean? That you have to acknowledge the fact that there's a history there, But other than that, you say your piece and and you move on. So uh, I think it's great to have him. I've always been a fan of his. And I think he's another guy that for some reason, whatever reason, kind of fell through the cracks there that uh, they're going to regret letting go. But we got him and we're excited. All right.
1: There you have it, folks. You have to acknowledge the company you came from. And for those of you who expect me to acknowledge the company I came from, Mm, I'm tired of mentioning them So The only thing I would like to say thank you Is uh, Well Past is the past And you know I'm in a better place I feel better uh, What else? Oh yeah it, spot, it helped spawn this show I'm not sugarcoating shit anymore This is a show in which like Jericho says, you can say anything you want. Who am I gonna be afraid of? Who's gonna, who's gonna fucking be like, okay, you can't say this, but you can say this. It's about freedom of expression, and also what he's saying about Miro. And this is just my overview of the whole thing.
2: You just have to. There's a.
1: The, There's a rebirth stage in professional wrestling. One, you feel burned out about stuff. The second is like, okay, should I really be getting back in the ring, taking bumps and learning something about the talent that's new? And it's like, with him, I'm pretty sure it's a hell of a lot more different than being in the WWE locker room and having to uh, live under a microscope, if you will, with his gimmick as Rusev. I mean... It was great, you know. Without an audience, it's kind of difficult because you don't have, like we mentioned earlier, you don't have that instant heat, you know, from him being from Bulgaria and and the gimmick that he played up is I'm going to be this uber tough badass, and which he was, he was. Trust me, he he's a big old boy. I'm the best man, and I will be better than you. Will be a better than I'm better than any man. I like it. I like the confidence that Miro is showing in AEW. That's something that most guys are afraid of somewhat in wrestling. Some guys don't want to show too much and then they wait to the pay-per-view or they wait to showcase their talent late. This dude is by far the most underrated piece of talent that you have and you're I think back and look at what he did in WWE, and it was good, but to have him as part of a love triangle, no. No, sir. I did not. As a fan, I did not appreciate that angle, because it was like, okay, um, well, I'm talking about it, but I really don't care to give it too much credit. Before, before the pandemic, folks, they supposedly said, not supposed, they said supposedly, let me rephrase that, they, as in the ratings groups, right? That this segment had the most attention. Yeah, for the wrong reasons, if you like soap operas and daytime television, the whole Rusev, Lana, Lashley bullshit was based off their real lives. And sometimes folks, concepts and stories, they catch on, sometimes they don't. They're shit that you already know about. Oh, and by the way, this is just a segue before my rant goes too out of spiraling and out of control and off topic. But what's up, Canada, what's up, good old United States, what's up, London, England, Taipei, Taiwan, the Philippines, how you doing, much love, what's up, Tokyo, Japan, Venice, Italy,
2: Tuscana,
1: Rome, all of you lovely people listening to my show, Rio de Janeiro, how you doing, Barcelona, what's up? Sydney, Australia, Perth,
2: Adelaide, all of
1: you wonderful people listening to my show, I would like to say thank you so much for the kind words of wisdom and the not so kind words of wisdom. So anyways, back to my segment. The people who, you know, say that this wrestler's out of it, he quit entirely. No. You get burned out You don't want to do it anymore Trust me I was going to mention them just briefly KCXW did that to me And I remember hating wrestling As far as being a worker Because it's like You know You give All you can give to the company And then The way they out you Yeah Through wrestler's court And Never be welcome back again well, All I can say is Happily, I'm over it I'm done It was four years ago Thank God Because now, you know I have a lot of shit that I can look forward to And that's my podcast That's, you know, my new wrestling family I like the fact that I was able to Commingle with Kirk Gannon Go on the road with him Eventually I'm going to go back on the road with him again but enough about me. There's more than stuff, you know, with Miro happening. There's Jeff Cobb signing, you know, with New Japan, and this dude has immense amount of talent. He's like a young Samoa Joe. Not just because of the ethnicity, no. Not just because of the look and because of the stature and because of the submission and the grappler and the badass type thing, no. I just feel like personally, guys, Jeff Cobb is one talented individual, and he's very, very smart. He's a student of the game. There are certain wrestlers that grab my attention when it comes to, okay, I really want to see this match between Jeff Cobb and Jamie Callahan. Or I wanna see Matt Palmer versus Jeff Cobb. I'm listening. To, or Jacob Manning the Man Scout versus JT Davidson. Has it has it been a point there when you hear the words been there, done it seen that million times, don't wanna see it again? No. I would love to see eventually I know we probably won't vouch or go for it, but Jeff Cobb and AEW, Jeff Cobb and anywhere, dude, sign this dude outside of New Japan because there's a lot of workers that have gone through the you know the Japanese circuit and have succeeded. Like there were homegrown, like Kushida, Shinsuke Nakamura, Io Shirai, Asuka, Hikaru There's a lot more that I haven't listed to, Jerry. Fosaro, a lot of names have been through Japan. Champa, Cargano, Good Brothers, AJ Styles. The list goes on. So this guy, you know, signing to New Japan instead of you know a big name that they are a big name, dude. New Japan's no slouch. But Cobb signing to New Japan was a big deal. Miro signing with AEW, and then you know his promo where you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass, boy, do you know how good that feels to hear that, do you know how good that feels, it does um, a former worker's mind good to hear Miro say it, because a lot of workers think it, they're like, can I say that, he's hesitant, because he's like, I hope there's no lawsuit involved, and this, that, the other, Jericho's an awesome, awesome dude. And some of you may ask, well, weren't you just criticizing AEW shit? Yes, because sometimes it feels like they have no fucking direction with their card. Someone had to say it. I mean, yeah, you have all these guys in your company, but then you have no place to put them except for AEW Dark, which is brilliant because now you have a place to put them and book them, whether it's like 12 matches, but, I mean, you have like – And oversaturation with so much talent, you have FTR, you've got Jericho, you've got Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Guevara, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen. Names that catch my attention, okay? Uh, Hangman Page. Mm, Joey Janela. Moxley. The AEW champion, I mean... He was a WWE champion, but for very brief and very short. I and mean, I don't know why, but it's like you say you can't look back. Jericho said, "We, you know, we acknowledge the company that you work for, but we're not gonna, we're not about bashing the company. So subtly jabbing, Chris. I, I, I said, we're not about bashing. Hmm. Is there any evidence of not bashing subtly?" He didn't say he didn't bash them entirely in a certain kind of way. He just said we don't bash them repeatedly. Yet every former talent that comes in cuts a promo and jabs at Vince Hunter, whoever the creative team that's left in WWE. There, there. I'm you know, I'm just observing and I, I do listen, and I do believe that Miro is going to be a benefit to the company because. He wasn't quite used in WWE. I mean, he was, then he wasn't. He was, then he wasn't. Then he gets used as a story, a literal story uh, that involved his former relationship, and it's like, oh, geez. You know, the on-screen relationship, that is. And it's funny because Lana then tweeted, and um, then she deleted it, because, you know, at a time in which the competition is just stealing people right out from under you. This is so much, it's very similar to WCW. And every time that a former talent would come out, it's like, um... I just, I want to say I'm so happy, though, that things are finally starting to flip around. As far as wrestling is finally starting to feel a little bit more organic. And that's because before, you know, CM Punk exited, before Austin left because of all the knee injuries, before The Rock left for Hollywood, before Cena left for Hollywood. Yeah, things are a bit forced. I'm gonna say it it looked like things were a bit forced in WWE and before AEW you still it's funny because no matter where Cody Rhodes goes, it's like, man, Ring of Honor, um Japan where he was at Wrestle Kingdom, which is the very very equivalent in Japan, you know, for WrestleMania. It amazes me How even you know While we still have a crowd We can do this And Jaden was right He still is You know As bad as the shit Happened at a pavery People would still tune in I call a victim Every time To be honest with you Like I hope That you guys are gonna Give the results As fans would want them And sometimes it's like Gee
0: And you wonder why You
1: have a lot of Shows and podcasts That Try to psychoanalyze This shit Because we miss you guys We miss seeing you Not being able to Go to a wrestling show Is absolutely driving me Is driving me absolutely insane There you know People are like You could go see your friend You could go to the indies Like yeah, but we're living in a time period in which you don't know, you know, what tomorrow brings. You don't know the uncertainty. And I feel like if we're going to capitalize on change, starts by voting. That's the only political PSA I have for creating, you know. Craziness Loves company That's why That's why I made that little uh, Little jab in there Little subtle jab in there You want change you gotta fucking vote man Anyways Back to wrestling Boy do I miss Hearing people that are not educated As well as they think they are Sit there in an audience and try and guess the show And then they guess wrong The look on their face And yes I mean people That are the know-it-all smarks I miss some of you Not all of you And two I miss the Monster Factory I wanted to go to uh, Danny's summer camp Can't do it now Traveling you know, traveling the shows, like, it's weird. It's really, really fucking weird. you would have told me, like, a year ago, oh, yeah, WrestleMania 35 is going to cancel because the whole world is going to be in a pandemic, I would have, uh, would have smacked you. Because that's it's a lot of money for an event. It's a lot of, you know, time and effort to plan. I mean, even had an Airbnb, and they we had to cancel them back out of it because this country was undergoing... A pandemic. So, this shit, please end. I want you to end. I miss my wrestling friends. I miss my friends. Enough complaining and griping. Let's talk about something wrestling related. Yeah, we have been. We have been. We're talking about relating wrestling to fans. Some promoters think it'd be real funny to still do the shit that they do sometimes for Raw, SmackDown Live. Dynamite's fine. And it's just, there's just like, what are we watching? You know, who's feuding with whom? They do keep the storylines and angles somewhat, com- you know, not complacent with one another, but they keep it simple, stupid. Or. Or do they? With AEW, you don't know what you're going to get. Some may say, I like that. It's better than the predictability of WWE. Chris, I love you, but please understand this. You old shoe, you. Agree to disagree, my friend. AEW is a good company. They just need direction in certain areas, such as the women's division. Quit having tournaments and battle royals, damn it. Every single, like, Jaden's, like, I agree with not just one person's opinion on that. Like, if you have a specialty match every single match, shit's going to get stale eventually, and people are going to be like, wow, you did the same shit that you have before. And you say you want to keep product fresh. You have. And you have interest and intrigue, you know, with the whole Sunny Kiss annual. And Sonny gives off a different creative vibe. He does. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Like If you want to add pure wrestling What is pure wrestling I have no clue what people say The pure wrestling Okay Pure as in technical Pure as in the match kept clean The whole match Pure as in there's a certain flavor Of hardcore nastiness that I like seeing It's done just right You say this masochist fuckers There's a lot of shit that goes into Professional wrestling That you all don't know about Nobody knows everything about professional. They know of professional keeps. They know of professional wrestling, and it keeps on evolving. It's shit. So AEW, you know, I like Chris Jericho. I like the fact that he's like, there's no problems here. We don't constantly bash WWE. Liar, <laughs> or Shawn Michaels would say. Liar. You don't consistently bash them. Yes, because I bet you, you've got to cease and desist order. I love Chris, but sometimes it's just like, you have to wonder. Not just about AEW Dark, you know, and NXT and where their direction is headed. I like how both companies are competing against one another. One, One doesn't mention the other. The other one mentions the other constantly through subtle jabs, and I'm talking about AEW mentioning subtle jabs at the creative, and you know, at one point in one episode or one episode of uh, AEW Dynamite, the people in AEW's audience—it amazes me. You hate WWE, right? Some of you, yet you hear them. We, the people. And then you hear Jericho subtly jab. It's funny. You hear Jericho uh, jab at it, and he goes, yeah, that was bad creative. I mean, some of you may be asking yourselves, is that subtle jabbing, or is it just Chris Jericho's happy to get out every uh, shot at WWE? I mean, look, the dude was the undisputed champion. The dude teamed with a lot of big names. He's been a, around the company. He's been around the business a long ass time.
3: Oh my God,
1: when he was 16 years old, the dude wrestled in ECW. When he was 19, he got an opportunity in WCW. There, he actually wrestled in Smoky Mountain Pro. My bad. There's a picture of him and Lance Storm and oh, various other people. But I mean, my God. I, I, there's so many things with AEW and there's so many things with NXT that I would just like to point out. And one, you know, now we're mimicking, we're mirroring each other. Is there, is there something wrong with that? No. I'm just trying to figure out If there's anything wrong With just watching professional wrestling it's nice to have something to critique It's nice to have something to be angry about It's nice to have something to To fall back on What well, I'm going to leave you with The thought is tonight it's like, Don't underestimate a talent Don't talk shit about a talent Unless you have Legitimate gripes from personal experience. Don't tell someone how to feel. That's the main thing. That's the main thing, both wrestler and and um, and fan. Don't tell someone how to feel. Be just watch the shit. And if you find something that irritates you, that's what this platform is for. This platform specifically. A podcast that doesn't discriminate Or holds anything against Someone that likes to Point out, okay, wrestling used to be But Yeah, it used to be You didn't know what the fuck was going to happen There was a Monday Night War Then there was Thursday Night Smackdown Then it became Friday Night Now it's Friday Night again So Wrestling constantly evolves itself There's always going to be competition between companies There's always going to be bitter bitter rival stories and it's just like, man, how do you, how do you keep up with all this? And then the rivalry was no more because WCW surrendered its rights and so did ECW. So the Vince McMahon was running the show from 01 to 18, 19, if you will, 2019. And now you have AEW. You already have Ring of Honor and all the big names that come from there. So, <laughs> to end this shindig, folks, not yet. I'm going to tell you something. Wrestling needs, a company needs competition or to drive it to where it needs to be. If it doesn't have competition, why watch it? That's where I think. For years, WWE was kind of, like, tilting its head back and forth and, like, okay, we'll use this guy. You know, he's going to get a lot. He's going to get a draw. We're going to use this angle. We're going to use this championship angle, you know, with Cena. Or we're going to use this with Roman Reigns. And that's where things kind of failed in some areas. They're like, no, kids and, and some adults like him because they're role models. Well, wrestling fans, we didn't like the role model, and we didn't like the fucking... You know the whole let's let's give this because they're a wholesome image thing, and kids need the role models to look up to because if they have this guy as a role model, he's not going to be great for make a wish and it's like I'm referring to the whole situation with dean ambrose and and John Cena, I know he's Moxley now, but as the character portrayed back then, the dude granted so many make a wishes it's not even fucking funny, and he didn't give he did not get the same media attention. Because his name was not John Cena. And Sean's a nice dude. There's nothing wrong with it. But the whole time that he was tenured in WWE, he didn't want new talent coming in?
2: Hmm,
1: okay. And people say, well, why are we critiquing John Cena now? It's just an example of how. If you don't have good competition, if you don't let guys sign uh, to the company because you're afraid that you actually might have to work, you're not a fucking real worker. I will give Cena credit where credit's due. I mean, the man was as big of a draw as Hogan. When he was an up and cover, people would cheer him. And then when they got tired of him, like most, you know. Most dudes in wrestling, the fans get too much of it. They're gonna not be so grateful for it. I was one of those that was just like, okay, so if he wins at the pay per view, what are we supposed to do? We'll watch wrestling still, I guess. You know, there was a time period where we all hated Lesnar, and we all still—well, some of us, well, most of us still do, and that is because. Having him win, and he never shows up to any of the local shows because he has anxiety. You keep your million dollar man happy, but at the same time, you're also making your fandom lose, and the subscriptions were completely lost from WWE Network. It's, the point is, folks, it's good to have competition because, as Moxley said on the podcast, I would much rather have our competition be up than down. And, uh, on that note, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds or the Jaden Roller had to say, now I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. You know, and, um, bitches. I got to go to bed because I'm about to pass out. All right. I love you. Listen to this show. Download it for free on iTunes, on Spotify, and also
3: just listen Get
0: yeah.